Guys, hey. Welcome to Andy. This is Suspicious. Can I take your order? <laughs> the fuck? That was that was your intro. Yeah. I can't. She goes, do you want to do the intro? I was like, sure. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to do it. I got something. Oh, I don't know. And that, that was it. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh. That's all I got for you. I don't like the intros. And guess what? It came to my mind. And I said, yes, this sounds great. <laughs> I'm wearing my lucky socks today. <laughs> Kelly is wearing her lucky socks for a doozy of an episode. A doozy of a week we've had. True, that is true. Our personal lives are crumbling. Are not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. We're smiling. We're thriving. Not really, but we are. Yeah. We've been sick. Of course. <laughs> when are we not? <laughs> yep. I I would love to look back on the podcast and see what episodes I'm actually not sick in. <laughs> Whenever you're not sick, I'm sick. So. Yeah, so it's like one of us is always sick. So. Um, it's been fun. It's been so fun. I have to, before we start, tear down Andy's version of things. Of What are you tearing down? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle this What's today. What's his name? Dax Shepard? Yeah. And Kristen Bell? What about them? <laughs> so... On the last episode, I talked about how I didn't think they were a PR relationship, and I thought they were a nice couple, so what are you going to say to me right now? (laughs) So, when they were dating, Kristen Bell was like, they were dating for like a month at this point. Okay. And Kristen Bell was like, head over heels, like, Kristen Bell, you know. Okay. Love is an open door. Love is an open door. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, But you can't marry a man you just met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so she was like, "Well, I want to be with you. I want. I don't want to see anyone else." And he told her, "I'm still seeing other people." So they broke up. Well, they were only a month in. But then, but then, like, a, like I think it was like three days later, he like messages her and he's like, "I only want to be with you or whatever." Blah 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 blah. blah. So then, everyone on TikTok thinks that the other girl didn't want to be with him. So then he went back to Kristen Bell. Oh, uh, maybe. And I but that's, like, that's the tea? That's it? That's the tea. That wasn't too bad. And then, like, people say that, like, they fight a lot and he's mean to her. Yeah, well, that's life. <laughs> but anyway, it's not all sunshine and roses. It's not all love is an open door and... We better not. Kristen Bell deserves better. Do you think they finish each other's sandwiches? Mm, possibly. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, yeah so if you wanted your life ruined this morning there you go <laughs> she deserves better no one deserves to be second justice for Kristen bell i'm not a fucking option no one's a fucking option kelly's on one today so i don't on them. <laughs> she did her daily affirmations already so. i did i set intentions today my intention was to survive the day, <laughs> so here we are. Lovely. Here we go. But yeah, so we're doing a doozy of a case today. A doozy? Mm-hmm. Um, it may be a two-parter. We'll find out. We don't know yet. It mm-hmm. could be. Could not be. Mm-hmm. Depends. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to judge that as we see fit. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, are we just going to jump in with both feet? But I Okay, all right, here we go. Um, so today we are <clears throat> focusing in on the murder of Lacey Peterson and the man's that is Scott Peterson. Mm-hmm. I have, I feel like me and Kelly are going to fight on this one, so hold on to your butts. 
And if we fist fight in the middle of the episode, I will pause it. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna one v one each other. We might one v one each other in the driveway. (laughs) In the driveway. (laughs) So blood in your carpets. Yeah, no, these are new carpets. Yeah, it's been twenty years since Lacey Peterson disappeared from her Modesto, California home while eight months pregnant on Christmas Eve. Could anything sound more terrifying? No. <laughs> um, this case sent the media into an absolute frenzy and obviously made national news. And it's kind of one of those cases I feel like everybody knows mm-hmm. and everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, you were born after 2002, which is terrifying to me that those people are now like 20 years old and can what make decisions. <laughs> oh my God, they're going to be 21. Yeah, they can make decisions now. And that, I don't like that. Like, Ew. just think about it. They weren't alive when 9-11 happened. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Like, if they didn't experience that collective <laughs> country trauma that we um, all experienced. I was, what, two? Yeah. But still. There's still trauma there. There's still trauma. <laughs> I think we all need to go to therapy as a country. After 9-11? <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, so this case still leaves many wondering, is Scott Peterson guilty of murdering his wife and unborn child? Yes. Is he not? Maybe not. So let's get after it. Um, <clears throat> so Lacey Rocha Peterson was a beautiful Hell soul yeah. by many accounts. Um, she helped to work on her family's dairy farm when growing up, which I thought was crazy because I never saw that coming. That was like out of left fields. Yeah. But <clears throat> she was a cheerleader in high school, which I definitely could have saw. Um, she eventually went on to go to college at California Polytechnic State University. That was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Um, where she majored in ornamental horticulture. So I'm assuming what? that's like landscaping, oh. like making things pretty, like gardening. I don't know. Oh. Like horticulture is like plants and shit. Sure. <laughs> sure it is. You said it. So while she was in college, this is when she met Scott. Fuck that. Run. <laughs> um, Scott was the co-worker at a restaurant um, where one of Lacey's friends worked. So she would go in, she would see him working there, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so in 1994, Lacey made the first move and gave Scott her phone number. Ooh, Lacey, honey. <clears throat> By all accounts, she was like that kind of person to like, Me? she was very forward. She didn't hold back. Like <laughs> she was very outgoing. Yeah. Very <laughs> Kelly-esque. <laughs> like she was not shy. Like she would tell I you would how she felt. I would not describe myself as shy either. No, I wouldn't describe you as that either. <laughs> Um, and at this time that she gave Scott her phone number, she told her mother, this like kind of hurt me for some reason. I don't know why. She told her mother that she met the man that she would marry. She was right, but it was so wrong. (laughs) That is a great way to put it. (laughs) Um, so they dated for several years. Um, during these several years, there were several accusations on Scott of cheating on Lacey. Mm. So Mm -hmm. setting this up. (laughs) Um, but nevertheless, they did marry in 1997. How old was she? She was 28, 27 in 2002? Yeah. So uh, that makes it 22? 20, something? <laughs> 27? 27? It would seem like right after college is when they got married. Um, in October of 2000, the Peters... Peters? Be right, Peters? <laughs> no, she didn't even... She wrote <laughs> Peterson. She just can't read. <laughs> I'm 25 and I can't I, read. I never learned how to fucking read. <laughs> um, the Petersons bought a home in an upscale neighborhood of Modesto, California. 
I like I like the way Modesto feels when it comes out of my mouth. Modesto. <laughs> like don't say it. Modesto. <laughs> like it just feels right. <laughs> my desk though. My dogs though. Um and this was Lacey's hometown of Modesto, California. Um so Lacey took a job as a substitute teacher and Scott got a I job. I thought she was a horticulture girl. She was, but that's not what she birthed us. Why is she a sub now? <clears throat> I'm so confused. Don't, don't you need to have like education for that? To be a substitute teacher, all you need is a bachelor's degree. In horticulture. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, that's all you need is a bachelor's degree to be a substitute teacher. Oh, so anyone can be a substitute Yeah, so think about all those substitute teachers that Mr. we had. Mr. Chaconis? <laughs> like, what is was his Is he still degree? alive? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I he... remember him talking about a stop sign, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know what you're referring to, so. Anyways, so Scott, at this time, Scott got a job with Trade Corp USA. Um, this was a newly founded subsidiary of a European fertilizer company. So he was a, a fertilizer salesman. He sold he, shit for a living. <laughs> so I, I feel like that could also speak to his character. But yeah, here we are. That's all you need. Like, he that's what I would tell people, too. I'd be like, I sell shit for a living. <laughs> that's a fertilizer, right? Yeah. It's manure. Well, there's other stuff in it, but a lot of it's manure. 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 Um, <clears throat> Lacey had worked very hard to be the perfect housewife. Um, she enjoyed cooking and cleaning, unlike me. Um, she you still seemed... do the damn thing. Me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But Lacey was really doing it. Like, she, like, she, she worked hard it. at it. Like, she was where, doing I'm it with like, a capital mm, B. Don't really care. <laughs> but she, she cared. Yeah. She wanted to be that perfect housewife and have that perfect life. That is not me, but good for her. <laughs> yeah, not going to be me. <laughs> not going to be me. But either way. Um, in 2002... Lacey and Scott got the news that they would be expecting their first child. <gasps> so exciting. What's that, what's that Kevin Hart thing? So exciting. <laughs> um, they found out it was a baby boy, and they were going to name him Connor. And he had a due date of February 10th, 2003, which kind of hurt my soul. Mm-hmm. It hurt my soul because we all, maybe not all of us, but Kelly knows my son was born on February 8th. So... That hurt my soul a little bit. So naturally, Lacey was overjoyed and was so ready to be a mom. Many people said that, like, she was kind of born to be a mom. Like, there's those people out there. I mean, I have two kids, and no one can say I was born to be a mom. No, sorry. But... <laughs> You're a great mom, but you were not born to be a mom. But there are those people out there that you just look at them like, yeah, you are going to be a great mom one day. It was not me, but it was Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had already, like, began decorating Connor's room, um, and they had, like, a nautical theme, which is kind of cute. They had like a little, what are they called? Like a life preserver. And his like hanging above his crib, it said, welcome aboard. So stinking cute. Um, So everything really seemed to be going perfect for these, you know, soon to be parents. Because I mean, she was eight months pregnant. She was like, but then that fades to that, you know, what's that filter called? I don't know, but (laughs) until it wasn't. (laughs) Hold on, ready, ready. Everything seemed to be going perfect for the parents to be as they got ready to welcome their new son, their son into the world in the next few months. Until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on December twenty third, two thousand two, everything seemed to be normal. Around five forty five p.m. on that day, Scott and Lacey went to a place called Salon Salon. Uh huh. Um, this is where Lacey's half sister, um, I believe her name was Amber. Um, <gasps> 
Amy. Sorry, lied to you. Amy. Mm. Sorry. There's another Amber lied. here. Lied. <laughs> um, her name was Amy. Um, and she worked here, and they went to get Scott's haircut, assumingly for the holidays. Um, Scott had mentioned playing golf the next day during the appointment, um, and he also mentioned this to several people as well. That's so funny to me. It's like golf in December. Yeah, but it's Florida, so like it's California. Oh shit! It's California. Why? <laughs> the whole time I knew I was writing California, but in my head it said Florida. Scott Peterson is Florida man. Scott Peterson does give Florida vibes, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he, he does. He gives Florida vibes. Um, lost my train of thought. He told people that he was golfing. Oh yeah, so he was gonna go golfing. He also mentioned to Amy that he would go pick up um some kind of basket for their grandfather the next day. I don't know, some kind of gift for Christmas. Mm. Um, Amy also testified that Scott invited her over for pizza that night, but she already had plans, so she did not go over. And this is Scott's sister? Or this is Lacey's sister. Lacey. Half-sister. Okay. Um, so sister. So imagine if Amy did go over there. Maybe maybe things wouldn't have went down. Or maybe maybe they would have still. Maybe we should order pizza. Pizza around here sucks. I I really want pizza and wings right now. I really want Taco Bell, and you told me no, so... I don't like Taco Bell. Sharon, Lacey's mom, had also spoken to Lacey around 8.30 p.m. on that day. Well, so, night. Um, and she said everything appeared to be normal. Scott said they sat around, they watched Monday Night Football, they ate pizza, ate pizza and then they went to bed around 10.30 p.m. But maybe he was gathering everyone there to say their goodbyes to Lacey. Mm. Okay, so to preface this all, I don't think Scott Peterson is a sociopath. I don't think that he is... He's a smart man, I'm not saying that, but I don't think he's smart in the sense to convolute and manipulate and mold this into a big thing, as many people accuse him of. Because if he did, then Amber Fry, there would have been more to that. Like, you know what I mean? No one would have found out about Amber Fry. Or he would have had other excuses for that. Or he wanted us to find out about Amber Fry. For what reason? What would be the reason? For this reason that you're doubting him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have conspiracy theories. Like, within our own lives. So, like, this podcast is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, Andy will give me a... Like, I'll tell her what's going on in my life. And she'll give me a conspiracy theory. I am the worst person to talk to about things because I trust absolutely zero people. And I trust everybody. Yeah, you trust everybody and I trust nobody. <laughs> so it, like, doesn't work out. She'll bring me information about something and I'll be like, nope, it's a lie. Don't trust it. And I'm Abort like, mission. Cause, like, I just, and she's like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm like, no. I operate in the world of rainbows and butterflies where, like, everyone's just honest and forward because that's what I am. And I operate in a world where everything is dark. <laughs> I just, like, I, I would never lie. I just don't. There's no reason to. But, okay, we're not having this argument on the podcast right now. <laughs> so, on um, the morning in question. Um, the morning of December 24th, two Christmas Eve. Two? Christmas Eve. Around 9.30 a.m., Scott had left his Fuck wife at home to go to the Berkeley Marina to do some fishing after deciding it was too cold for a game of golf. I mean, I don't know how that correlates. It's too cold for golf. So I'm going to go in the water. For fishing. I don't understand how that correlates, but to each their own. I don't really know. Maybe you could wear a coat while fishing. I mean, yeah, you definitely, but can't you wear a coat while golfing as well? No. 
Okay. <laughs> Wrong. It hurts. The I don't swing. know. Maybe maybe it would hurt the swing. I don't fucking know. I don't golf. Golfing is. Dumb. I want to go golfing just because I want to wear a cute outfit. Anyways, <laughs> like with a visor, like put my hair in a ponytail, a visor, the little golf skirt. No. 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 I'm gonna do it. Fine. Um, <clears throat> he said that when he had left Lacey, um, she was watching Martha Stewart, which was her favorite show. Um, and Martha. She- <laughs> And she was going to mop the floors that day. Um, she was going to do some baking and getting ready for Christmas. Um, and she was going to take their golden retriever, Mackenzie, for a walk around the neighborhood like she I often did. love dogs with human names. <laughs> Mackenzie the dog? Mackenzie. Mackenzie the dog. Like, there's this one comedian, I forget her name. But her dog's name is Susan. <laughs> My dog's name is Good Boy. <laughs> I saw her. I saw her in Philly. What the fuck was her name? Stephanie something wasn't that memorable <laughs> yeah i guess so <laughs> sorry girl your set was fun but i just don't remember your name <laughs> so then when scott left he made the nine minute drive to his warehouse which was like why do you have a warehouse i tried to look up like the reasoning for him to have a warehouse i thought it was his first wor- job i like think his office was there i don't know if he stored fertilizer there didn't he have a boat there too he had a boat, his boat there. Like, I don't know. It was just weird that you have a fucking random warehouse. But I also think people are thinking, like, a warehouse, like... I think more of, like, a storage. Yeah, it's more facility. of, like, a storage unit, I would say. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, I you feel like the when you... in there? Yeah. I mean, it's 2003. Mm-hmm. I bet most of his shit wasn't on the internet. What do you mean? Like because well, his... I was thinking, like, if his office is in there, wouldn't he need the internet? But I'm also, like, it's 2003. <clears throat> so probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way. Um, I think most people like think of it as like this big sprawling warehouse where realistically he couldn't even like if he wanted to, he couldn't back it. Like he couldn't park his truck in the warehouse because that's how small it was. Yeah. So a storage unit. Yeah. So think storage unit, not big warehouse. Yeah. Anyways. So um, his computer records had shown that Scott was on his computer in the warehouse for 26 minutes between 10.30 a.m. and 10.56 a.m. Um, he sent several emails, um, like Christmas emails, wishing people, I almost said happy Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Christmas to like his boss and things like that. Um, he looked up instructions on how to put together a woodworking tool that he just received in the mail. Um, and I said, you know, just a important to note that his warehouse was not big enough to pull in because like in his, his truck in because i feel like people are like oh well he could have killed glacy had her in the back of the truck and pulled her into the warehouse but he would have had to physically transfer her body into she the warehouse in the water. no shit no shit thank you cool <laughs> i'm like annoyed today and i don't know why <laughs> Because I won't get you Taco Bell. <laughs> I think that's what it is. You're ordering me Taco Bell either way. <laughs> they have Mexican pizza. You think I want Mexican pizza? <laughs> Anyways. Nothing against Mexican pizza. I just don't eat cheese. <laughs> that's a whole nother true... That's a, that's a true crime right there. That's the conspiracy. <laughs> Anyways, so. The warehouse is nine minutes from their house. Mm-hmm. The marina... Is farther away. Mm-hmm. So, he had left at 11.18 a.m. to drive to the Berkeley Marina from his warehouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With a boat. Yes, picked up the boat at the warehouse. 
trail put it on the, the thing, the hook, the hitch, whatever you wanna the the thing. The thing. The thing that does the thing to go hold the boat. Yep. Um so this the, 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 the drive from the warehouse to the marina, Scott said it took him approximately an hour and a half to get there. Um, which is supported by Google Maps, and Google Maps said it would be like an hour and thirty six minutes. So, mm-hmm. that's good. That's close. We we could drive with that. You probably could down the six minutes. You know I would. Yeah right. Like I beat that time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a race. It is a race. Like it's it a is, challenge. It is a challenge. Um, Scott then purchased his boat launch ticket at twelve fifty four p.m. And he did have the receipt to prove this, which means nothing. I wouldn't have the receipt. Because I probably would have just threw it, but either way. Um, so Scott drove the boat for about two miles to an area called Brooks Island. Um, this was like a shallow water area. I don't know. if sh- I think shallow water is better for fishing. I don't really fucking know. I don't really fish. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have heard that. So um, Scott was estimated to be on the bay for about approximately 90 minutes. Which to me is so like, wait, was that even worth it? Ninety minutes to be on the bay for ninety minutes to drive ninety minutes home. Yep. So, so doing my research, I was like, is that really fish. worth it? I mean, if and it's like Christmas Eve. Do you really need to go fishing? Like, go help your wife bake cookies. I mean, it didn't seem like they had any like plans. Like they weren't doing anything that day. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but killing his wife <laughs> i mean he did say that when he was on the boat it started to rain rain but then again at the same time that was disputed saying that there was no rain in the forecast for that day rain in california <laughs> suspicious suspicious <laughs> immediately suspicious <laughs> but it was 2002 maybe it was different then <laughs> global warming <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> Um, Scott had made several phone calls on his way home from the marina. One was to Lacey. One was to one of his friends, Greg Reed, which, my, why, but Greg. And one was to his parents. Um, when he called Lacey, he, she obviously didn't answer. And she was dead? He got her voicemail and he had left a message for her saying, Hey, beautiful, I just left you a message at home. It's 1215. Oh, sorry. It's 215. I'm leaving Berkeley. I won't be able to get to Vela Farms to get the basket for Papa. I was hoping you would get this message and go on out there. I'll see you in a little bit, sweetie. Love you. Bye. Suspicious. Who who goes on the phone? It's like, it's this time. That is true. I'm leaving here. I'm leaving here at this time. Hello, beautiful. You guys have been married since 1997. You're not answering the phone. My husband has never called me and been like, hello, beautiful. Yeah, fuck that. That's suspicious. He fucking killed her. (laughs) Right there? That's all I need. (laughs) That's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. He goes, hey, beautiful. Listen, men only call you beautiful for the first week. (laughs) Fact. (laughs) And then you are dog shit to them, okay? (laughs) Kelly, is this the trauma speaking? (laughs) Yeah, but it is weird, like, saying, like, here's where I am, here's the time. Weird. Because he killed her. But that doesn't necessarily mean he killed her. Would you? Is I mean, my husband to... doesn't leave me voicemails. He just All calls right. me six now, times in a row until would, I answer. Would I leave a message saying, hey, beautiful, to my significant other? Yes. <laughs> to your husband? Hey, beautiful, honey, sugar plum. <laughs> Literally, because I live in a world 
of sunshine and rainbows. We so just does Scott through. Peterson live in the same world? No. <laughs> He's not allowed. <laughs> I can tell you right now, he does not. <laughs> he cheated on his wife. That doesn't happen in Kelly World? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> sunshine, rainbows, no cheating, no lying, <laughs> candy, puppies, Kids. <laughs> Anyways, so Scott had pulled up, pulled up to a Chevron gas station uh, around 3.25 p.m. in Livermore. Um, More liver. This is where he made another phone call to Lacey, but this time he did not leave a message. Um, he made it back to his warehouse around 4.15 p.m., which Google Maps states that it would be about a 48-minute drive from the gas station to his warehouse, which kind of lines up. Um, he then unhooks his boat. Runs into the office for five minutes, then leaves the warehouse, and he arrives home between 4.30 p.m. and 4.45 p.m. So, I mean, all of his time is accounted for. But. Not the morning. That doesn't mean he didn't already kill her. It's 2.15, here I am. That's all I need to know. Hello, beautiful. (laughs) Kelly's like, nope, hello, beautiful. Guilty. Eh, Bye. (laughs) As Judge Kelly would hear, hello, beautiful, she'd be like, guilty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When he arrived home, he went through the side gate, which I think kind of, like, led to the backyard, which I don't know why they called it the side gate. Maybe it was, like, uh, on the side. (laughs) You fucking idiot. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, here's the house, here's the gate. So it's on the side of the house. Yeah, but it led to the backyard, not, like, a side yard. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it, like, a wood fence? I think it was, like, a white fence. Mm. Maybe mm. wood fence, but it was like a tall fence. Yeah. E- either way, it was a tall fence. Um, this is where he found their golden retriever, Mackenzie, in the backyard, but she had her leash on, which is weird. Yeah. Why is your dog in the backyard with leash on? Mackenzie, what is up, girl? <laughs> right? Like, she knows what happened. She does know what happened. That is terrifying to think about. I did not think about that right. That dog, regardless of what happened, knows, knows what happened. happened. I mean, she's probably no longer alive, if I had to take a guess. Mackenzie, get on the stand. <laughs> right. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. <laughs> arf, arf. Get, to, get one of those animal communicators on TikTok. Talk I don't know how people. people do that with their dogs, and I'm mindful of every time I see it. Your dog would curse you out. Every day. Every day. He would. Um, he Continue. Had... Sorry. <laughs> he had noticed that Lacey's car was outside, but she was not home. He had assumed that Lacey's mom had come and, like, picked her up to go help with you know, preparations. Assume. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he went on with his day. He took a shower. He threw his clothes in the washer, which mm. obviously to true crime people here were like, he's a man. Men don't do laundry. But he said that this was because, according to him, it rained. His clothes were wet. He was yucky from the rain and being on the boat. Okay, but he would just throw it in the washer. At, or, like, you know... At best, my husband throws them next to the washer. Like, I'm saying he took off his clothes. If he didn't have a reason to do the laundry... if it, First of all, why are you doing laundry for, like, a pair of pants and a shirt? Well, what if it was... Like, what I do with my laundry is I throw things in the laundry until it gets full, and then I start it. But you think a man would do that? Well, maybe he put them in the washer, noticed it was full, and started it. I can tell you right now, your husband does not know how to work the washer. He doesn't, but maybe Scott's different. I don't know. <laughs> Scott's not right, my husband. I can tell you right now, Scott's not different. <laughs> he cheated on his wife. My husband literally won't even put the clothes in the washer. He literally puts them 
on the floor next to the washer. That's what I said. Like, he, this man, nine times out of ten, is just going to throw his clothes on the floor. He ain't going to even pick them up. Yeah, but you can't convict someone of murder based on whether they did a load of laundry <laughs> or not. You can't. And Kelly World, he said, hello, <laughs> you you know. strike one. He did the laundry. <laughs> strike two. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no. So after it ain't sh- happening. <laughs> after his shower, he went into the kitchen, and um, this is when he listened to voicemails from the home phone. He had listened to um, a message from Lacey's stepdad asking if they could borrow some whipped cream when they came over. How so- do you borrow a whipped cream? You can have some. <laughs> <laughs> you can have some. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't back. want it. <laughs> so this is when it prompted Scott to call Lacey's mom, Sharon, at 5.17 About p.m. cream? And ask if she was there. Because oh. he assumed, you know, they were coming over. So she must have been there. They must have came here and then left. Um, when she found out she was not there, this is when the search began. Scott began knocking on neighbors' doors, calling people, even took Mackenzie to the local park to search. Because I'm assuming that's where she would have walked Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all while Sharon and Lacey's stepdad, Ron, began calling hospitals to check for Lacey. At 5.47 p.m., Ron called 911 to report Lacey missing. Hmm. Ron called. Well, because I'm assuming Scott was out hmm. searching for her. Ron called. <laughs> <laughs> Strength. <Strengthen. laughs> <clears throat> so when police arrived at the Peterson home... They found Lacey's keys, they found her wallet, her sunglasses, and her purse. And Scott didn't notice any of this? It was in a closet. Men don't look in closets. They also don't do laundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they found no evidence of a struggle or first forced entry into the Peterson home. Because she wasn't at home. Where was she then? She's walking her dog. Then who took her? Scott Peterson. But why would Scott take her while she was walking the dog? So when he could have just killed her that morning when she was at home. Because just to add to the drama and flair yeah. of it all. Yes. To set up that it wasn't him. Anyway, I just blinked so fucking hard. Yes, he did. Um, they found no evidence of a crime scene at the home. Now they did find a mop bucket that was recently used. But Yes. Do you get it and have the dog at home? Yes. Okay. We'll get there. A mop bucket? Like a, a mop and a bucket that was like, it was wet. It was recently used. Men don't clean. <clears throat> well, if we remember from the beginning of the story, one of Lacey's things that she said she was going to do that day was mop floors. <clears throat> or he tracked blood in the house and cleaned it. Because who wouldn't empty the bucket? Anyways. Was the bucket but empty? If they- they found they did find the mop bucket. Um, Why do you keep calling her mop bucket? Because what the fuck else do you call it? A bucket and a mop. Either That's way. some wet. <laughs> <laughs> they found some wop. <laughs> um, but it was it was recently used, but the the water was dumped out. But Scott did admit that he dumped the water out because it was just sitting there when he got home. So he. Because he cleaned up after he killed her! <laughs> but Lacey did say that she one of her jet things she was going to do that day was not the forest, so. According to Scott. According to Scott, that's true. 
Um, that night, investigators weren't dumb and did question Scott that night. Mm-hmm. Um, police described him as having a calm and cool demeanor. Um, and one of the investigators said this about his behavior. Um, it was a strange combination of polite and arrogant, disaffectedly distant, and impatiently irritable. He just didn't seem like a man who was crushed or even greatly disturbed by his wife's disappearance or possible death. Because he killed her. He was also asked if they had any problems within their marriage, to which he said no. To which he lied. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> Laundry. Hey, beautiful. Liar. <laughs> He's check, a beautiful liar. That's weird. Don't say that again. Wasn't that song? The beautiful liar. That's what, what I, I wonder if that song came around, around this time. Uh, it might be a little. Who was that? Shakira Shakira? And Beyonce Beyonce. <laughs> I just remember Just Dance. <laughs> um, so with this the search began for Lacey within the first two days 900 people showed up to help for, with her search they canvassed the whole neighborhood 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 <laughs> um, the areas around um, a, a $25,000 reward was offered which was later increased to $250,000 and finally to $500,000 for Damn. any information leading to Lacey's safe return Scott <laughs> Kelly would have just called me like Scott. (laughs) Click. Um, The family and friends set up a command center at a local hotel and recruited 1,500 volunteers to aid in the search. So there was like lots of people aiding in this search. So I I just found it funny. Not funny, but like it said uh, $500,000 for leading to Lacey's safe return. Mm -hmm. So like even if you had information that found her body, you're not getting that money because she ain't safe. That's true. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, this case then became a news media frenzy, as we know. As soon as, like, the news broke that she was missing, I feel like news crews were parked outside of that house. News crews. News crews. It's news crews. And they were parked outside of that house, like. Yeah. Because I feel like they heard this case and everyone was like, oh, Scott's guilty. Because. Like, because they, did we not watch the interviews? We'll get there. But they didn't even look into anybody else. Like, they didn't even give Because he did not give two chance. fucks about his wife. But that doesn't mean he killed her. But, like, at least give a singular fuck. Just because you don't care about someone does not mean you killed them. That does not equivalate. Equivalate? <laughs> that Is that the word? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds right. Feels right. <laughs> Feels right. Equivalate? I don't think that's the word. Yeah, so news crews were parked out in front of the Peterson home all day, every day. Waiting for news on Lacey or a glimpse of Scott. Um, the news media outlets were already looking into Scott as the prime suspect in her disappearance. Because they painted him as an evil man. Because he was. So the, the, the information about him cheating was not even out yet. Um, they were saying he was not mourning. He was not concerned about um, the disappearance of his wife. Um, the media also even tried to connect him with a 1996 disappearance of Kristen Smart. Just based on the fact that they had gone to the same college. Because yes. at this point, it was still unsolved. I mean, it is solved now, but they were like, yes, he he did this. He made her disappear. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have helped this. <laughs> Which, obviously, he didn't. He did had nothing to do with the disappearance of her, because they found it's solved now. Yeah. But they put that out in the media and expected people to not look at him sideways. How could you find a jury when this is plastered all over the media that... He's an evil man. He might have had a, dis- a hand in a disappearance of another woman. Like, you're not even giving the guy a chance. You're not looking at anybody else. You're not even being objective. 
Scott Peterson's dick. <laughs> Glad you're on the news media. This just goes to show the media puts out <laughs> what they want you to believe and they will make you not look at anything else. It's like, oh, Scott Peterson's over here. Don't look at this thing that's going on over here. Look over that here. That is literally the world today. Right? And I fucking it hate it. It started with this kind of shit. And I'm going to fucking fight all the news this is, people. This is, this is the stuff where they learn that they could do that. This exactly. is how they learn. This is how they learn they can manipulate the public. <clears throat> exactly. Scott Peterson was almost like the test dummy for the media. Mm-hmm. Can we try him in the media, get the public to believe that he is absolutely 100% guilty on no evidence at all? And they did. I wouldn't say no evidence. Case closed. He bleached his hair. But what does that have to do with killing his wife? I bleached my hair. I can go tomorrow and bleach my hair. Does that mean I killed somebody? He does not look good as a blonde. He doesn't. But <laughs> I can also refute that saying the news media was after him so much. Maybe Stop calling he... it the news media. <laughs> what do you want me to call it? The media or the news? The news media. <laughs> the news media. <laughs> he was trying to get away from the media. So he dyed his hair so he, maybe he could go out in public. Maybe he could go to a golf course with his family and not have to Wasn't be he, subjected like, escaping to... at that point? We'll get there. He was... Some people say he was escaping. Some people can say he wasn't. There's logical reasons for both. Kelly's giving me, like, this look <laughs> right now. Um, so, yeah. they, they Where's Mackenzie in all this? I would love to know where she went during all this. Like, did she stay with Scott or, like... Like, where was she when he got arrested? Where is Mackenzie? Where is Mackenzie? <laughs> um, Lacey's parents had held a bunch of press conferences and pleas to the public, but Scott was usually never, like, nowhere to be found during these press conferences. He would typically not speak to the media or the public about his wife's disappearance. So this kind of added to the public suspicions of Scott saying he wasn't doing everything he could to find his wife. Because he wasn't. But people handle things differently. People handle things very differently. There's things the difference between handling things differently, 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 and not doing anything. But in a way, maybe he just didn't feel that sitting there talking to the press was the way. And plus, you got to think about it in this way: the media was already against him, so even if he spoke, they were gonna twist his words. But he didn't even try. The reason the media was against him was because of the way he was acting. But they in the were first against place. him from day one. They didn't even give the man a second. Because the way he was acting was creepy and weird. Just because you're creepy and weird does not mean you kill people. Memphis 3. West Memphis 3. <laughs> One day we will no longer have lisps on this podcast. We will always have lisps. Wisps? With the Um, So on New Year's Eve... The infamous New Year's Eve candle, candlelight vigil mm-hmm. was held for Lacey. I, w- I, w- I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I know, because I feel like this makes you want to 1v1 him. Um, her family members spoke. Scott's mom spoke. The chief of police. Scott's mom spoke. Mm-hmm. Every time I say Scott, I just think of Scott Disick, and I forget <laughs> that out of my head. Um, the chief, chief of police spoke. But who didn't speak? Scott. You know who he was speaking to? <laughs> We'll get there. He seemed to stay toward the back of the crowd the mm-hmm. whole time and can be seen joking, smiling, and laughing with several And people. what else? We'll get there. I mean, we can't judge people's responses and how they would act at a candlelight vigil. I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. We can judge. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't convict on it. <laughs> we can't convict on judges. 
but we can judge it. <laughs> yes. So this vigil does come back, but we are not there yet. So we will get there. So hold Pissed. on. Hold on. Anger. One rage. Second. So days and weeks go on with no developments of the case, no suspects besides Scott. No bodies. Nothing. That is until a press conference in January of 2003. During this press conference, a young blonde woman stepped up to the podium, and what she said, no one hadn't seen coming. This girl was Amber Frey. 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 It's, it's Frey. Frey. Like it's a Frey. French fry, yeah. Frey. Frey. Frey, like the band. The Frey. 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 Like the band. <laughs> Frey. Frey, like French fry? Is it a Y or Y-E? It's F-R-E-Y. Frey. Thank you for arguing with me. Frey, <laughs> like the band. That is no longer relevant. You remember that one time you wanted me to go see... Oh. With Mark. Fucking Mark. <laughs> Mark. Plus Mark. <laughs> We're rocking a mark and marks over this. What the fuck was that band? Sugar Ray. <laughs> we got there. Um, you didn't know that from Mark? No, that could have been Mark Hoppus. That could have been anybody. Could've His name's Mark, right? What did I make? I feel like you. Or did I make that up? I don't know. Hey, baby. I look at you. The best I can. Anyways, um, so this girl was Amber Frey. And who was she? Who was this young blonde woman walking to the podium? Well, it was Scott's girlfriend. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. She was a 27-year-old single mother and a massage therapist. Oh, I didn't know she was a mom. Yeah, she was a mom. I don't know how old her kid was, but she was a mom. Mm. And a massage therapist. And she wanted attention. You agree she wanted attention. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out, when in the history of ever has a police department had information that someone had a girlfriend? What is this? And brought her to the podium for a press conference in front of the news. Fucking never. That wouldn't happen. That's not real. That's false. That's 15 minutes of fame. That's hyping up the news media. Stop calling it the news media. I can't help it. And this Amber girl, she, like, cries, Oh, my privacy was destroyed. Bitch, you came up to the podium. Bitch, you guessed it. You could have been protected, private, sealed, signed, delivered. And you came up to the podium. Mm-hmm. And you spoke. That's your own fault, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-mm-mm. I hate her, too. I mean, I understand that she would probably have to testify in court. So she'd oh, be absolutely. out anyway, but I don't but understand getting... Normally, what would have happened was the police chief or whoever, the lead investigator, would come out and say... We have information that this occurred, blah, blah, blah. Not bring her out. Like, what in the world? Why did like, they let it happen? Like, you were making this a Lifetime movie. Why did they let it happen? What do you mean? Why did they let her do that? I think they encouraged her to do it. For why? Like, now you're putting you and your daughter at Jeopardy. Yeah. And, like, my thing is nobody ever pointed to Amber and saying maybe she had something to do with it. You would think the girlfriend of... The husband would be looked into as a suspect. Maybe she did. Dun, Nobody dun, dun. ever took a second look away from Scott. Why? Because she was young, skinny, blonde girl. She couldn't, was incapable of murder. Horse poop. 
She wasn't prettier than Lacey. That is true. That's a fact. We don't... That's not an opinion. That's a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. So, she had met Scott on November 20th. So, realistically, they didn't know each other all that long. No. Like, a month. Tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, This was after her friend had introduced her to him. Scott had met Amber at the Elephant Bar in Fresno. And from there, they went on to have dinner. The fuck is he doing at the Elephant Bar? Your wife's pregnant. Ho. Well, it gets worse. From there, this is the first night they met. From there, they went to have dinner at a Japanese restaurant, and then they spent the night together at a Fresno hotel. Your wife is, what, she was eight months in December, so she's seven months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, what is he saying to Lacey that he's not home? Like, what? what I don't know. He's just a fucking turd. (laughs) Sorry, Lacey. I can't come (laughs) home. I'm a turd. (laughs) After this meeting, they went on to meet up several times, including several nights Scott spent at her house. Like, my man is a fertilizer salesman. <laughs> what the fuck is he saying he's doing? I don't know. He's going to fertilize fucking Amber. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> She's already fertile. She has a kid. <laughs> I needed a minute from that one. So Scott did spend a few nights at her house. They exchanged multiple phone calls and conversations. Within this time frame, um, on December 6th, the person that had introduced Scott and Amber was Sean Sibley, and she had lunch with her co-workers, and this is when she found out that Scott was married, although he had previously said he was not. Ho. <laughs> Why do you get so close to that? <laughs> I need them to hear me. I'm talking about Scott, not. Scott, I hope you listened. <laughs> um, she had called him and confronted him about lying and be- about being married when he told her this is when he told her the infamous lie that he was married but he had lost his wife and this would be the first christmas without without her so the sean Mm -hmm. person gave scott till monday to tell amber seems a little suspicious i mean i'm not saying he's not a liar i'm not saying he's a good person his first christmas and she disappears on christmas eve i don't know he just laundry (laughs) hey beautiful what was the third thing? I don't remember. But <laughs> I think I'm just lying. No, lying. Yeah, that was the third thing. And now he's literally saying, this is my first year without my wife on Christmas. And she disappears on fucking Christmas Eve. That is telling you right there. He fucking did it. But in a court of law, isn't that hearsay? Hearsay? <laughs> Hear what I'm saying. <laughs> that reminds me of Cynthia. She died for our Cynthia's. <laughs> but yeah, but you can't convict someone based on that. In my world? <laughs> In Kelly world, <laughs> there'd be a lot more people arrested. <laughs> um, so on December 9th, this is when he told Amber the same thing, that he was married, but he had lost his wife, and this would be the first Christmas without her. Mm-hmm. This was two weeks before Lacey had gone missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On December 30th, Amber saw the news about Lacey Peterson and saw a familiar face on the news. Her boyfriend, Scott Peterson. Could you imagine that? Seeing that? I think I would throw up. I would throw up. I'd shit. But I also don't think she didn't know that he was married. I think she knew he was married. Oh, yeah. There's, if you were married for that long, there's going to be like an imprint. Let's see if I have one. Kinda. She's only been married for... I don't know. It'll be a year. Six months. <laughs> Seven months. 
Yeah. And he's been married for what? Five years? Since 97, yeah. So, yeah. It's gonna... You're gonna have, like, a tan line there. They're in California. You're gonna have, like, a tan line there. <laughs> and it's gonna be in the shape of a fucking ring. Unless he's put, sitting there and putting fake tan on his fucking <laughs> ring spot. It's gonna be all pruney and crusty, like... Men don't wash under their rings. Come on now. <laughs> Men don't wash their ass either. No, they, you can't get them to wash their ass. Why do you think they're washing under rings? But yeah, I would immediately throw up if I saw that on the news. I don't even know what I would do. I really don't know what I would do. Probably cry for a while. I would definitely cry. I'd definitely go to seven, how many, ten, twelve grief stages? <laughs> how many are there? I, I think there's like 62 for me. <laughs> Kelly goes back and forth, and she just goes through all the stages yeah, yeah, yeah. multiple times. It takes me, like, a year to get over someone. Yeah, but. like, it'll be someone she met for, like, a week, and she's like, no! It, it was never a week. Okay. Okay, two. <laughs> no. So, she immediately contacted the police and agreed to work with them. They attached a device to her phone, and this would record record uh, calls between the two of them in an attempt to get Scott to confess. Just to date this, they went to Radio Shack to buy this device. <laughs> Great star. Great star. Great star. Um, so the calls between the two of them continued after Lacey went missing, and Amber had to pretend that she didn't know anything, which I'm sure was hard. I'm sure it was hard. I would have been like, you fucking liar. I would have broke character immediately. Unless she already knew. She is a good liar. Because she was able to keep up the act. Unless she already knew. That what? About Lacey. Like before she contacted police? Mm-hmm. Like before she. And that's why she didn't have to lie because she already knew everything. Not about like him killing her, but like that he was married to Lacey. No. Anyways. <clears throat> so they even had a phone conversation around the same <laughs> time as the New Year's Eve candlelight vigil for Lacey. Mm hmm. During this call, Scott had lied to Amber and told her that he was in Paris for New Year's Eve, but really he was at a vigil for his missing wife. <laughs> like he said that he was at the Eiffel Tower and shit. Like, what? Yeah. But how do you tell someone, yeah, I'm at a vigil for my missing wife? Why are you talking to your fucking mistress at a vigil for your missing wife? I got no Give it up at this point. I what mean, the fuck? What the fuck? He thinks that she's not going to find out. They live in the fucking same town, don't they? <laughs> no, that's, but what's my, weird to me is, like, she didn't know the first day it happened. Like, do you not fucking watch the news? You fuck, he's a fertilizer salesman. What the fuck is he doing in Paris? <laughs> Sell him fertilizer to the French. They have their own. They have their own. And fucking wash themselves. <laughs> they bathe in fertilizer. <laughs> no offense to the French. All offense to the French. <laughs> After news of Amber Frey, the media went nuts. Of course. They did. Why wouldn't they? Um, in their minds, Scott could not be guiltier of Lacey's disappearance. Lacey's parents dropped all the support for Scott and began to look into him further, stating that he sold Lacey's SUV and that he was considering selling the house. They begged him to come forward with any information he may have. Yeah, it wouldn't be my first fucking thought, Scotty. But you don't know how people deal with grief. It's so hard. Let like- me sell everything of hers. I don't know. In case she doesn't come back, because I know she's not going to come back because I killed her. I don't know. That's what that says to me. And, like, the media at this point, like, circulated 
a bunch of pictures just to make Scott guilty. There would be one, and it was Lacey at a Christmas party, very pregnant, sitting by herself. And at the same time that picture was taken, Scott was at a Christmas party with, with Amber. Amber Fry sitting in his lap. Yeah. We'll post the pictures. I mean, I'm sure you've all seen them, but... Disgusting. <laughs> so the media really drove it home that Scott was a, a POS. Well, he was. I'm not saying he but was. I'm saying no matter what, Scott's a fucking dickhead. But does that mean he deserves to be in prison? Yeah. I mean, at that point, I would say that there are For a lot a of dickheads heart. in the United States. <laughs> Anyone who breaks someone's heart, like, on this level, straight to jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. <laughs> Should be illegal. You're right. causing me At one point distress. in the world, it was illegal. Yes. Straight but to jail. I guess we just decided to stop that. No, like, lying? Lying should be illegal. I mean, lying to police is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> lying in general. I cause the fuck shit up. If, yeah, if someone lies... Go to jail? If someone if someone lies to you, you should be able to kill them. <laughs> and that's my TED talk. <laughs> and that is, I don't even know what to say about an that. An eye for an eye, a lie for leaves a lie. the whole world blind. Fuck it, let them be blind. <laughs> Helen Keller did that shit. <laughs> Helen Keller wasn't real, and I don't care what anyone says. Helen Keller was a fucking fraud. She was a fraud, or she didn't even exist. But, like, here's my thing. Didn't we have someone named Helen Keller in our school? Like, a teacher? No. Mrs. Keller's first name was definitely Helen. Who's Mrs. Keller? She was the violin teacher. Oh. I have no idea. Um, anyway. <laughs> like, she can't read. She can't see. She can't hear. How the fuck is she writing a book? Why does she need to write a book? What, she doesn't even know what a book is. No! <laughs> Like how do you girl, teach someone who's girl blind? Girls just existing at this how point. How do you teach someone who's blind and deaf? I don't know. You throw a book at them? <laughs> book! She's I, a frog. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. But that's just another conspiracy. Let us know if you really want a conspiracy podcast. because I'm About really, Helen Keller. Just about Helen Keller. <laughs> I will drive that point home. Like, my kids will bring stuff home from school and be like, oh, mom, we learned about Helen Keller. I'd be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I never it's learned wrong. about Helen Keller. Is, like, Helen Keller a myth? Is it an urban legend? <laughs> <laughs> Helen Keller is an urban. Like, fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> Helen Keller. <laughs> Helen Keller and Bigfoot are the same. Maybe Helen Keller is Bigfoot. Maybe Helen Dun-dun. Keller is a Bigfoot. <laughs> I think she, if she existed, she was an alien. Or she just fucking lied. That's She's true. like, can't see, can't hear. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. Oh, see. man. <laughs> anyway, so at this point, Scott had um, a lot of cleanup to do for his name. Like he did <laughs> when he killed her. <laughs> well, think about this. We don't know the cause of death. So who is to say the scene was bloody? He could have strangled her and there would have been no mess to clean up. So. <laughs> Mud. Why would there be mud? Because he left her in the marina! Wouldn't he just throw her overboard? Mud. <laughs> Kelly's argument. Mud. <laughs> Kelly has a lawyer be like, wrong. And like give no explanation why they're wrong. Say, no, you're wrong. Because he lied. Anyways, 
So at this point, like I said, Scott's trying to play catch up with his name. And he went on to do several social social media. Social media wasn't a thing. No. Several media. News media. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> in an attempt to clear his name, including one with local reporter Guess Gloria what? Gomez. Didn't work. And one with none other than Diane Sawyer. Like, if you're guilty. Where's Nancy Grace? Fuck Nancy Grace. I, I know a lot of people like her, but I fucking can't stand her. Did you bring her up in this? No, because she's a piece of shit and I hate her. Fine. I think she is not a good investigative journalist. I agree, but she's entertaining. But that's the problem, is she wants to be entertaining and not find the facts. So fuck Nancy Grace. I hate her. Can't stand her. Nope. You will not change my opinion. I think she's fake. didn't Diane Sora just die? I don't know, did she? Pretty sure she did. Sure. Rip. (laughs) (laughs) Rip. Um, So in one of these interviews, I believe it was the interview with Gloria Gomez that he was talking about Lacey and he said that she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then quickly, quickly corrected himself to say is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was not found dead at that point. She was just still Because missing. he knew she was, yeah. Um, in the end, another interview, I believe this one was with Diane Sawyer, but I'm not sure if it was the same interview or not. Um, he states how he told his wife about his affair. And that there would be, quote, unquote, nothing that would break them up. And that Lacey was fine with the affair. I fucking highly doubt that an eight-month pregnant woman would be fine Probably that you have had a fucking affair. Unless that's why he killed her. Because the affair was trying him trying to get out of it, and he, she, was, she accepted it. Which could be a potential. Or it could be that she did find out about the affair, and that's what led to a fight or something. Yeah. But we will never know. So February 10th came, the day of Lacey's due date with Connor, and there were no signs of either of them. On April 13th, 2003, a couple was walking their dog in a marshy area of the San Francisco Bay, like the shoreline, in Richmond's Point Isabel Region Park. This was north of Berkeley, when they found a well-preserved but still decomposing body of a late-term fetus. A day later, a passerby had stumbled by a decomposing torso. This torso had no arms, no legs, no head, just a torso. Um, And it was obvious that this torso had, like, been pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, On April 18th, 2003, these two bodies were confirmed to be Lacey and Connor. autopsies on both the bodies were performed by forensic pathologist Dr. Brian Peterson. No what? relation. No <laughs> relation. Just to point that a out. A Brian now? A Brian Peterson? That's worse than a Scott Peterson. <laughs> um, Connor's body was hardly decomposed at all, but the right side of his body was badly mutilated. Um, but this can kind of be explained through, like, he's floating down the bay. Who knows what he came into contact with? Mm-hmm. Animals, sea life, rocks, sticks. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his umbilical cord and placenta were not found with his body. Which you would assume they would have been expelled together. Unless, in all that, they got torn off. Could have. But just important to note that they were not found together. Did he say what their theory was? Or no? They have a theory that the reason why the baby was expelled in the first place and that Lacey doesn't have arms or legs or whatever is like the tides coming and going mm-hmm. is ripping things apart and 
she was found. I'll tell you this in the next part, but she had no internal organs left except for her uterus, mm-hmm. which is weird to just keep your uterus. Like, but yeah, but that's there. It, there's a name for it. It's title something. Yeah. So they're not saying that she gave birth beforehand. No, they're not saying that she gave birth beforehand. Mm-hmm. But what is weird, and I don't know if you knew this because I didn't know this at all, and it shocked me. There was a weird type of twine string wrapped around Connor's neck. And there was, like, electrical tape that, like, folded his ear in half and taped it to the side of his head. What? Yeah. So his ear was folded like this with tape over it. Explain that. I don't know. And, like, nobody... Talks about it? I mean, the twine, I guess you could say if he was floating down the bay, maybe he came in some contact but, with some kind of string or twine. But the tape makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Because that would have had to been forcefully pushed down onto his ear. Yeah, and then it would, the adhesive wouldn't be in the water. Mm-hmm. So, weird. And nobody ever mentions why. No one ever brings it up. Because I didn't even know about that. No. It's what? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so one one of the experts, and I think this was Dr. Brian Peterson, that said Connor's time of death was <coughs> um, around December 24th. Um, well, there are some <clears throat> other experts who have looked at the same bones and said that Connor could have been alive up to January 3rd, 2003. Um, that's based on reviewing his bones and his like um, gestational age and comparing it with Lacey's last ultrasound. And they said nothing about Lacey? Well, no. We'll get there. Lacey was found to be just a torso. Her hands, legs, and head have never been found. So to this day, we still don't have those. Maybe if we did, it would give us a little bit more information. Huh. So they're just in the bay somewhere? Assumingly. Um, Lacey's time time and cause of death cannot be determined because all they have is this torso. Mm -hmm. Um, Her cervix was found intact. So I think that kind of means that she did not push out the baby. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it might have been expelled due to the title, whatever, whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. But I think that means she did not push out the baby um, alive. But she did have several cracked ribs, but they could not determine whether this was from floating in the water or, like, they couldn't yeah. determine if it was before death or after death. Um, all <clears throat> of Lace, like I said, all of Lacey's internal organs were missing except for her uterus, which is weird. Why did the uterus stay? No idea. Just, like, a weird thing to stay. That's a very... She's a mom, so that's a weird thing to stay. Like, maybe it stayed just because she was pregnant. I don't know. Like, it's more protected. Maybe it was, like, enlarged. Yeah. So it was able to stay. I don't know. Dr. Peterson's opinion was that Connor did die in utero and was expelled from Lacey's decomposing body in the water, like I said. Mm -hmm. But then on cross-examination, he could not say whether the baby was born alive or had died in utero. Mm -hmm. So, basically, he didn't fucking know. Yeah. I don't think there's really a way to know. (laughs) Yeah. So, with all that heavy, heavy information I just laid upon, like, a thick blanket on you guys, we are going to leave you with that. And I am very sorry, but that is where we're going to leave you. We will give you part two soon. (laughs) Way to give information. (laughs) Well, we're not going to make you wait, like, a whole week for part two. Soon. It'll just be soon. I can't guarantee what day it will be. Probably Friday. It'll come out. Okay. Or maybe a Tuesday. Maybe, like, one episode will come out. One episode's gonna come out on a Friday, and one's coming out on a Tuesday. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> Sounds lit. Sounds lit. 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 So, as always, follow us on Instagram at... Suspish Podcast. 
You can email us at thespishpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, don't be a Scott Peterson. Don't lie. Live in Kelly's world where everything's rainbows and butterflies. Unless you're Scott Peterson. You could fuck a duck. No Scott Petersons or Brian's allowed. Nope. (laughs)